I've entitled this series, We're Beginning This Weekend From Now On. And I believe for every one of us, God is calling us to a from now on moment. Some of us are saying right now, but God has a from now on moment. There's some things we're doing right now we're about to throw the towel in. But God is saying, make a from now on commitment in your heart and see what he can do. So from now on, kind of sounds like a Celine Dion song, doesn't it, huh? From now on, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your cupboard, uh, in your refrigerator, you have, you have staple items, you have uh, grocery items, and it has a little label on it somewhere that says expiration date. And that expiration date says it's good to that time. Okay? Now, at the, at the Ryan household, Denise has the opinion that the expiration date should say from now on. Yeah, because I will pull something. I said, Denise, this, this expired. She said, oh, they just try to sell you new stuff. It's still good. Go ahead and eat it. <laughs> but, babe... This goes back so far. That was the year the Cowboys had a Super Bowl. And it, that goes back. <coughs> that got to go back a long time, babe. I don't know if I should, I should eat it here, you know. The Berlin Wall was still up when, when that was still. Go, go ahead and eat that. Won't, won't hurt you a bit. Yeah, I reach out and I'm eating, I think, here, rock candy. Yeah, that's that rock, rock. No, he's not rock. These are marshmallows. These, these marshmallows are dated. I mean, when a marshmallow turns to rock candy, it's time to throw it away from now on. Some of you, when you signed your 30-year mortgage, you said in your heart, this is from now on. I'll never get this thing paid for. When you had kids, you said 20 years they'll be raised. No, it's not. It's from now on. It's from, it's from now on. And your, your reward is your grandkids. Oh, the, the, the reward is you stick with it for 25 years or so because grandkids are your payback. They're the, they're the reward. When you get married, I, I say to couples when they stand, and uh, uh, I say this is as long as you both shall live. In other words, I'm saying this is from now on. Coming to Jesus yeah, I remember when I was a youth, we used to sing a course. It's dated, I know, but we used to sing a course. I decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, yes, from now on. So I'm here today to invite you to shake the dust off your feet, reboot your faith, log into God again, take a step, move in, say I'm going to refresh my faith. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to live stuck. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to live in this moment. I'm going to start my engine. I'm, I'm going to move forward with God. I, I, I'm going to get out of indecision. I am going to make a from now on commitment to God. In Scripture, there are ten commandments. The ninth of the ten commandments is thou shalt not lie. And we get that. We tell our kids, we can get that. And there's no one in here probably even is, is even struggles with that uh, about lying. I mean, we know God doesn't bless a lie. We, so that's really not our struggle because we know that integrity is important. 
But it's not the telling of lie, but sometimes we can buy in to a lie. And some of us have bought in to a lie, and God will not bless lies. And the lie that many of us have bought into it is this. There's nothing I can do about it, and I can't change. You've bought into a lie. You wouldn't tell a lie, but your experience, your mistake, your hurt, your pain, your your, 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 your life, whatever it is, whatever it is you've gone through, the struggle and the turmoil has somehow convinced you and discouraged you and told you, I can't do anything about it. Hopelessness. Oh, you're not telling a lie, but you've bought into a lie. And that's why you're not receiving God's blessings. And I'm going to call you to make a, from now on, commitment to God today. They tell us choices that we make have at least four, at least four consequences, four outcomes in our life. Could be a disaster, could be a mistake, could be something that dissatisfying experience in life, or success and blessing. Let's break it down. The wrong choice at the wrong time will bring a disaster. The wrong choice. At the wrong time. Yes, it will bring a disaster. Some of us, unfortunately, we've had that. That's the former marriage. The marriage shipwrecked into divorce. But maybe in a time of gullibility or impulsiveness, you, you, you did the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it just maybe it felt right at the same time, but you realize now it was the wrong thing to do in the wrong time. I wasn't ready, emotionally ready for that. And it has created disaster. Now, I tell couples all the time, go to premarital counseling. That's absolutely good. But can I just add something to that? For all the singles, can I say, the best time to get premarital counseling is not when you're dating and you have a date set. I'm now convinced the best time to get premarital counseling is before you've even met somebody. Before you've even connected and met somebody you're still praying right now. There's nobody I'm dating, nobody I'm engaging. This is the time to get premarital counseling because once you get in the relationship and you move into that, here's what I found about premarital counseling. She goes and she wants something out of it and he goes just to endure it. Yeah. So get the premarital counseling pre-meeting the person and it will bring the best results in your life. Then there is the mistake, and the mistake is doing the wrong thing at the right time. Have you ever done the wrong thing, made the wrong choice at the right time? It was the, it was the right thing to buy a house, but you bought more house than you could afford. And now you're crushed by house payments you can't make. It was the right choice, but you just, the, it was the wrong choice at the right time. You just bought too much. Should've, well, we should have saved a little more and downsized a little bit more before we did that. And it brought a mistake in your life. The dissatisfying result is from the right choice at the wrong time. It's the right thing. It's at the wrong time. Yeah. You're making the right choice, but you're doing it at the wrong time. This is, this is the deception that says, you know what we ought to do? We love each other. We're going to get married. Let's just move in together. No, 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 don't do that. 
No, that's the, that's the wrong time. Wait until, wait until he puts a ring on your finger. Hear me, girls. Hear me, ladies. No ring, no move in. That's, the, that's how it works. Yes, the right thing at the wrong time. Have you ever seen somebody texting, driving? That's the right thing to do, but at the wrong time to do it. Text them, but not when you're driving. And we watch them, and they're just weaving all over the road. And Denise and I'll say, well, they're texting, yeah. When you're at a red light, ladies, when you're at a red light, traffic light, waiting, that's the wrong time to install mascara. Okay? I, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, just the wrong the wrong time to do it. We're behind you, and it's the light's green. And I see this in front of me, you know. Uh, don't do it then. And then there's the right thing at the right time. And God says the right thing at the right time will bring success and blessing in our life. And there is a time in which we lay these foundational decisions, these from now on. Because if you'll say, God, your will is the right thing all the time, then it navigates around the wrong time and the wrong choice. Those somehow go by the side because we have prioritized, I'm going to live by God's standard all the time. In John chapter number 5, we have the account of a, miracle at a place called Bethesda in the New Testament. The pool of Bethesda, archaeologists have discovered it. For those who have been with us in the Holy Land, we'll take you to that place. It's right by St. Anne's Chapel. They've excavated. They have located. It meets the exact, exact biblical description as we have in the Bible. Let's look at this and we'll be examining these same verses all month long. It says, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in the Aramaic Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One of them had been there, had been an invalid for 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in the condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Isn't that a great statement? God calls us into, into our purpose. You want to get well, sir? The invalid replied, I have no one to help me. Yeah, we can say that. I can't do anything about it. I can't change anything. He believes a lie. I have no one to help me to get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone goes, goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured and he picked up his mat and walked the bible tells us in verse number five the man was an invalid he was paralyzed he couldn't move he was crippled some versions king james version reference it an impotent man the word you had a different meaning back there some version says he was crippled paralyzed the idea in the original language was it was a weakness there was something crippling him. And I wonder, I wonder what's crippling you. A mistake, a dysfunction, a habit, 
an idea, a misunderstanding, wrong information. Some of us have crippling factors in our life that keep us from moving into God's best and God's purpose. I want to invite you today to lose the loser's limp. Jettison the excuse. Jettison the loser's limp. Many of us have a weakness that has defined us, a label that is upon us, and it's become our excuse for everything our family calls us to, our dreams, we dismissed our dreams and God's purpose. That excuse, we're crippled. What are some common maladies today? One is paralysis of analysis. You can sit around and just overthink something. This is, this is very common among us men. We come down with the bacteria of indecision. We just can't make up our mind because we've got to study it and think it through. And we have to think everything through to the nth and have full understanding. And so many times, guys, that robs us from our moment and our faith experience because we overthink and overanalyze. Paralysis of analysis. Another one is the hardening of the ways. In other words, stubbornness. It's going to be my way. No, it's the way I was raised. It's just who I am. It's the way I think it ought to be. And we just dig in our heels and that becomes a weakness. It has hurt our relationship with our kids, our marriage, our family, and our work relationships because of the hardening of the ways. Could be heart trouble. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, talking, about, I'm not talking about this heart that's in there that we get an EKG and the doctor listens to. I'm talking about... Our, our real heart, the heart, the spirit, the spirit. Yeah, we have, we carry, we carry stuff. Hurts, anger, bitterness in our heart. Heart trouble. Singles, single ladies, this is one that can affect you. Toxic love syndrome. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's the need to just, have somebody in your life, to, the need to be wanted so bad. And you just fall, fall into relationships. And, and you go hard, you go full-fledged into a relationship. And, and then it, it doesn't work out. It becomes toxic and you get hurt. Singles, single ladies, just let me tell you, Saturday night fever can leave you with chills and aches and pains in life know that and then of course there is not alzheimer's it's part-timers we just forget some things yeah we get we forget some we want we we want god's blessings but we forget god has requirements we we just want we want to hand pick the stuff we want to do in life and god says you can't do that there's some things it's all or none there's another malady, and that will be some of us in the room. I call it cirrhosis of the giver. Yeah. Some of us are takers. We're not givers. We're the demanding person. We're the person that everybody else has to acquiesce to because our way and our opinion and our feelings just override everything else. And I call us out of that. God wants to cure the weakness in our life. 
And with that, here's what God's Word teaches us in this miracle. That a, a bold choices today overcome past mistakes. Bold choices today overcome past mistakes. I'm going to deposit that in your spirit. No matter how you've done it wrong in the past, no matter what's happened to you in the past, a bold choice today will change everything. Jesus comes to the invalid and he says, do you want to be well? He wasn't toying with him, wasn't teasing him. He's saying a bold choice today is going to wipe away the past. You spend all of your time, 38 years, crawling in the dust. Do you want to get well? If you will make the choice, things can be different from now on. Things can go a different course in your life. For you see, at our worst, at our worst, better is just one choice away. No matter how bad it's been, no matter what you've been through, here's what God says. Better is just one choice away. We choose. We step into what God has. We step into God's purpose. And God says, if you'll make it a from now on. Jesus didn't tell the man, crawl to this spot. Jesus didn't say, I'm, I'm going to get you off from, from crawling and I'm, I'm going to get you hobbling a little bit. He's asking, sir, do you want to be well? Do you want your life to be different? There is a moment in which faith can be activated and it can, it can jettison the past and break the dysfunction, the bondage. It delivers us. Jesus, Jesus does that. And we understand not all choices are created equal. You see, you can come to church and walk out just as broken and bound as you came in. Not all choices are created equal. Yeah, you can, you can buy a Bible. You can download a Bible. You can read it, not follow it, not activate it in your faith and still have the same pain and emptiness in your life. Not all choices are created equal. And Jesus comes to this man and he speaks to him. And God has put something in us called spirit. And I can't fully understand it. I know it works in a neurological system in our mind where all of a sudden the frontal lobe will think and says it's, it's discouraging. We apprise it. And the frontal lobe will tell you there's nothing you can do about it. And it sends that message to the parietal lobe of your brain. The parietal lobe of your brain senses that that information is just not exactly right. And all of a sudden, he catches a breath of inspiration. And then that inspiration will speak to the frontal lobe of your brain. And then all of a sudden, the neurological paths go on. And there is that, I can be, no, I can't. And there's this indecision. Then all of a sudden, a message is sent neurological to your what's called the amygdala, which in the amygdala in a person's brain is where spirit is where God talks to you, is where you sense the presence of God. And when the amygdala is activated, it rises up. And it says to all of the other hemispheres in all of the other lobes of your brain, 
God is at work. You're no longer bound. It doesn't matter how you see it. doesn't matter the circumstance. doesn't matter what your past has been. No matter what your experience is, no matter what you're seeing, no matter what you felt, all of a sudden the amygdala arises and there's a confidence and a knowing inside of your spirit that what? God can change. And God says if you'll make the decision, a from now on decision, guess what? It will change the trajectory of your life. A bold decision changes everything. And that brings me to this point. Choices. Choices create our future. Yes. Our mistakes created our present. Our past decisions have created the present. But here's what God is saying. Your choice today will create your future. No matter what you're stuck with, no matter how you feel, no matter however you apprise it, the frontal lobe of your brain is saying, it's, here's the way it is and it can't change. But God is saying, you can make a choice. And when in the spirit, in the spirit in us, that place where God activates and that place where God speaks, when that is activated, then God changes everything. And faith arises. Then all of a sudden we realize we're not held captive to our past. We're not choked by the past mistake. Truly, God can work in us and God can change our lives. Why? A choice. You know, coming to Jesus, we describe salvation coming to Jesus as they made a decision for the Lord. The power of decision. Wow. The power of a decision. The power of a choice can change your life. With that in mind, I'm going to invite you to stand with me. Put your electronic device down and set your Bible aside. And some of us are going to make the most important choice ever, that decision for Christ. With your heads bowed right now, across this audience, balcony and main floor, I invite you right now to just in your inner heart, in your inner spirit, to allow the Lord to speak with, to you, to allow the Lord to commune with you, have a conversation. You've been on a journey, a faith journey, and you want to make a decision for Christ, we're going to give you that opportunity. I'm going to invite our prayer team and our deacon and deaconess to move forward right now. And if you're ready to make a faith commitment to Jesus, a from now on moment, you don't have to understand it all, but say, I'm, I'm willing to go all in with God. I'm willing to make that choice. I'm willing to make that step. I'm going all in with God today. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. If that's you, I'm going to invite you to step out and come forward. And in the balcony, we have prayer team positioned in the aisleways, and I have prayer team persons positioned down here right now to pray with you. This decision is personal. I can't make it for you. It's a decision made. That's you. I'm going.
invite you. Come now. Because God says your life can be different.